Hi there. This is a special preview of an episode that you can only find on patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Take a listen, and if you like what you hear, consider supporting us for as little as a dollar a month. We appreciate you listening no matter what, but if you want to hear all kinds of extra content, then patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits is the only place to hear that. Until then, here's a little preview of what that extra content sounds like. Sarah and James, and of course this is, you know, hundreds of years ago, they take a two-week uh, boat ride and along with a four-hour walk to get where they're going, which we kind of had to gloss over, but they mention it later when they show up at the place where they're supposed to deliver the message, and it's just like, you know, sir, we've spent two weeks at sea and a four and like walked here for hours, and I'm like, wow, that did not feel like they were out there for two weeks. I'm glad they said something. Uh, by the way, uh, throwaway character of the week, I know that's more of an ECL thing, uh, but the boat guy uh, wearing his little fisherman's toque, uh, <laughs> definitely some East Coast style representation there. That guy is a surefire throwaway character of the week, especially after watching The Lighthouse uh, last week. I was like, ooh, I love this guy. Uh, a Maritimer for sure. Uh, they almost get caught by British soldiers, but uh, manage to manage to evade them on their way to the colony. And this is when we get to the colony and, you know, they're the person they're meeting is at first suspicious, but eventually they're let in and they meet Paul Revere and William Dawes. Paul Revere, played by Sylvester Stallone. That's how they're winning this night. I can change. You can change. Everybody can change. I must admit, I was a little disappointed. I was kind of hoping he would sly it up a little bit more. But he kept it fairly reserved. You can definitely tell it's him, though. Just that's like, true. I, I did immediately be like, I I believe that is Sly Stallone. I, I I think that is Officer Cobretti himself. Well, it's it's a little bit of a shame of just like, oh, I guess I expected him to be Rocky all the time, which I know that's like the go-to Sylvester Stallone thing. But it's like, no, he kind of sounds like a normal person. Just like, General Paul Revere at your service. <laughs> and just like, yeah, okay. You know, like, in the back of my head, I'm just always like, yo, Adrian. Yes. Like, he's not, he doesn't talk like that. It's just, that's just one character he did. He's a little bit of a better actor than that. Um, so, yeah, they team up with William Dawes and Sylvester Stallone to get the word out to the colonies that the regulars are coming, which, you know, which is which was a bit of a history lesson for me. I always, you know, I know it from the British are coming. There's even a Paul Revere shout out in season one of Arthur. And it's like, yeah, the British are coming. The British are coming. And that's kind of what Paul Revere's lasting legacy is. But it's the regulars are coming, which is most likely what they would have said at the time. I know it's been done before. So the the whole thing is that you've got these kids tagging along for important parts of American history. And the whole thing is that they're they're of the time. They're reporting on these things, which I think is fine. But I wonder what would have happened with the show if the main kids were time travelers instead. Ooh. Do you think that do you think that would have improved the show or do you think it would have made any difference? I don't know. I, I think that one of the show's biggest weaknesses is because it is educational, um, and I mentioned this earlier, um, like, you get some good voice acting and character work, like, of course, from Paul Revere or from Ben Franklin, but the kids themselves have, like, this weird, like, stilted dialogue. Because uh, I, I they're I trying to... to make them have, like, a rapport, but they're also trying to keep them historically accurate, but... 
what ends up happening is that a lot of the times everyone's dialogue literally just sounds like people reading out from pages of a textbook. Like, well, this is going to happen and this has happened. And it's like, well, these people think this because of this, this, and this. And none of it, it all kind of falls a little bit flat. So I think your solution would be amicable where it's like, if it's some kid from 2003 San Francisco who found a magic book and he went back in time to 1776, whoa, that would add a little bit more color, I think. I think so, but then I th- at the cost of like I I also agree. I thought the I thought the voice acting in the show was actually kind of weak, uh, all across the board. I but I think that when you when you make it about the kids being time travelers, then you kind of switch the focus away from the historical element. And I think it being the way that it does makes it more historically accurate and puts that out it puts the educational part out at the front. If you were doing it with time travelers, then you're trying to make it a bit more entertaining, mm, which is fi- which is fine, but it doesn't seem to have been their focus. And so I understand kind of why that route wasn't taken. Plus, when, you, when you're doing the time traveling route, it's like, okay, you can kind of write that show in your head because mm. it's like it's, it's like there's got to be the boy. There's got to be the kid. There's got to be the girl. They'll probably have like a dog. And then there's like a talking book or some. Yeah. Some like robot you know. that talks to them. I will say, though, it, that yes, the one yes. other issue with it being like, okay, these are actually kids of the time is that it makes the whole thing a little bit ridiculous because it's like these like three 11 year olds are seeing every important moment in American history. And it's like, if this was real, these people would have lived the most incredible life anyone's ever lived. Right. It's a bit Forrest Gump in that way. Just like he just so happened to be at these points in history. I mean, it's a cartoon. So there, there, and it's, it's an educational cartoon. So like I can look past it, but you're right. Like we've, like you and I, I'm sure, have snickered at uh, entertainment made for adults that it, that has uh, indulged in that before. Of just like, oh yeah, they just so happened to be at this part in like World War II or something. Okay, I think uh, the uh, uh, perfect solution was actually developed in another PBS show that maybe we'll talk about someday. Wishbone, in that you make the character <laughs> of the time, but you also just make them a dog. Right. So there's a little bit of a compromise between the two. Exactly. Okay, that'll do it for now, but we'll see you next time on Elwood City Limits or over on Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Have a great week.